Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. This is part nine in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and the blatant psychology behind and within famous records. Let me paint you a picture straight away with this one. I was in the 11th grade in high school and had fallen hopelessly in love with reggae music. Beginning as most do with Bob Marley and the Wailers, I, I then found Steel Pulse, Yellow Man, Jimmy Cliff, Dennis Brown, Desmond Decker, Sister Nancy, the Congos. I was just on the hunt for more. So I went to the record store and looked in their little small reggae section for cassettes at the time and found two that I bought completely blind, knowing absolutely nothing about either one. Of course, this is pre-internet, so I couldn't just look them up. One was Bad Brains. <laughs> this threw me for a loop because they were hardcore punk. Uh, the fact that they were put in the reggae section must have been based on how they looked physically only. For the record, I loved it, and I still do. In fact, I even interviewed their bassist who had a lot of insight. So nothing but respect for Bad Brains. It just wasn't what I was searching for at the time. The other one that I bought was the record that we're going to be analyzing on this episode. The artist in question is a true poet. He wrote for New Musical Express, Melody Maker, and Black Music Magazine in the 1970s. Uh, he received a C. Day Lewis Fellowship in 1977, and that year became writer-in-residence for the London Borough of Lambeth. He received the Jamaican National Honor of the Order of Distinction, was awarded an honorary doctorate of literature by Rhodes University, and has received a degree in sociology. Now, all of that is impressive stuff. But what makes this artist the most interesting to me is that he has never altered the Clarendon Jamaican dialect that he was raised with. He writes phonetically. And he delivers the words audibly in his dialect. This, for me, adds heavily to the impact that the words have. You see, he's never abandoned his identity to fit in. Truth be told, he really doesn't fit in, and I don't think that he'd want it any other way. This time around, we will be diving into the 1980 album, Bass Culture, which is the third album by reggae artist and dub poet, Linton Kwesi Johnson. Now, here's the thing about this record. Almost every time I've played this, people around me ask me if I'm being serious. It's a strange album for typical palettes. I want to say right off the bat that I do not listen to it because of viewing it as kitschy in any way at all, and I've never found it amusing. For me, this is as impactful as uh, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back by Public Enemy, or There's No Place Like America Today by Curtis Mayfield, or There's a Riot Going On by Sly and the Family Stone. But one thing that I especially love about reggae music as a whole, and it definitely 
would apply here is that reggae has a secret weapon. The words are often very, very strong, but the music supporting these words are, are often delightful. Uh, for example, one of the prettiest reggae songs as far as arrangements go for me is by the band Steel Pulse. It's so laid back and so pleasant to listen to. The name of the song? Harassment. It's about police brutality. You could have this on poolside or at a barbecue, and it would be perfect sounding. But the message is pointed, direct, and does not hold back. Bass culture, similarly, has a killer reggae band behind his words. The music is tight, it's uplifting, and it's enormous. It's produced so well. The crashes of the crash cymbals are piercing. The rim shots on the drums are right there in the room with you. So let's get into this record. The first song is the title track, Bass Culture. It completely sets the stage for what you are in for on this record. It launches the listener into how music and culture are psychologically linked together and how musical expression sometimes is not that far off from crying out. Sample lyrics. Music of blood, black-reared, pain-rooted, heart-geared, all tensed up. For the time is night when passion gathers high, when the beats just lash, when the wall must smash, and the beat will shift as the culture alters when oppression scatters. This song feels both like a cultural history lesson, as well as oftentimes local news coverage, or both at the same time. This then leads to track two, which is called Street 66, the second song. Totally atmospheric track, opening with words that read like they're setting up for what's to happen in a script or a feature film. Again, listen to, to the way he pens atmosphere. The room was dark, dusk howling softly, six o'clock, charcoal light. The fine sight was moving black. The sound was music, mellow, steady, flow, and my mind just mystic red, green, red, green, your scene. I think that's brilliant. And, and, and all of the songs essentially are just like that. The third song is called Reggae Fee Peach, and it laments the death of an activist named Blair Peach. Uh, who was killed in London during a clash with police officers while protesting the Anti-Nazi League against a British National Front meeting in 1979. But then comes a really pointed song about people selling each other out to get ahead. It partially seems like he's mocking these ones, but it's also pretty obvious that this really concerns him. The song is called the black petty bourgeois. He does not pull punches here. He calls out to those who side with their oppressors when the going gets tough. In the chorus, he declares these ones as being full of flaw. 
Culturally, there is so much opinion regarding how authentic one is or one is not within their culture. This happens to one degree or another across the board. Uh, with Linton Quessy Johnson, he is not nitpicking people of his culture who set out to better themselves, who grow and refine. Unless these ones do this at the expense of either denying or hurting the others around them. That infuriates him. Similar to what we described on the Stevie Wonder record a few episodes ago, Johnson also doesn't try to alienate other cultures, and they're invited to the table too. I remember watching various live performances from him, and while I can't speak for every band or performance that he's ever had, the ones that I saw were multiracial and multicultural, as was his entire audience. Everyone was there. So when I hear the Black Petty Bourgeois, I don't see or hear a man chastising a member of his culture for acting or thinking differently from the norm. He's only going after those who step on people to climb that ladder. We're going to look at two more songs on this record before we close. They are called Reggae Sounds and Two Sides of Silence. Let's start with Reggae Sounds. It sounds like the logical continuation of the song Bass Culture that we started with. Again, this is not just music. This is life and culture and memory and message of hope coming through the speakers of someone's home or someone's car stereo. Literally, it paints it like this in part. Keep up with drums for a deep pound searching. Rhythm of a tropical electrical storm. Cool down to the base of struggle. Flame rhythm of historical yearning. It's interesting. Psychology Today had a piece called Music is What Feelings Sound Like. That's what all of this screams to me. I'm going to quote part of it. It says, self-deception at the most basic level is a protective mechanism. Its role is to keep us safe and secure. Often unconsciously, lying to ourselves protects us from knowing truths that would temporarily harm our ego, our core sense of self. As we confront these truths, we're going to feel worse before we feel better. Feeling some discomfort is an inescapable part of the process of becoming more honest with ourselves. In these tough life moments, music can be a constructive way to express who you are and what you're feeling. If you are feeling particularly sad about a reality in your life, Listen to a song that connects you to that emotion. If you are anxious, turn up the volume in your living room. If you're angry, grab a pillow and hit it as hard as you can while listening to your favorite lyrics. I feel that this music was designed for this. It's, it's, it's not rebellion. It's not anarchy. It's just truth put there for understanding. Closing off the record is the last piece, Two Sides of Silence. This is freeform jazz with spoken word. And it builds, and the cymbals and the horn accent the bites of the linguistics, and it's extremely effective in a very strong way to close the album. 
using poetry or lyrics to describe events, be they personal or global or both, can be a way to truly reach the heart of one who might actually be inclined to listen. That said, Two Sides of Silence really delivers here, especially in that regard. Here are its lyrics in their entirety, as I feel that paraphrasing them wouldn't do them justice. I'm also going to allow his words to close the episode as I don't feel like I can improve on them. So here goes. To us who were of necessary birth for the earth's hard and thankless toil, silence has no meaning. There is never a feeling of tranquility or mere quietness, never a moment of soundless calm from within or without our troubled selves. How can the clamor of sounds be stilled? There is no void where noises can collect and be made mute. How indeed can there be silence when our hearts beat out a sonorous beat? Meeting the beating drums of an African past when our eyes shed solid tears of iron blood that falls on concrete ground. Inside our ears are the many wailing cries of misery. Inside our bodies, the internal bleeding of volcanoes. Inside our heads, the wrapped-in thoughts of rebellion. How can there be calm when the storm is yet to come? This unending silence, taught impervious, unbending, not lending an ear to the most delicate of sounds, awaits the blast of bombs, which man will explode to break this silent bond. To the use to create hills of soft obedience, where sweet clothed sounds can rebound and their echoes glide like a carefree bird in rhythmic calm to a mellow, pure, silent space. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Linton Kwesi Johnson, Bass Culture Playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Refresher podcast dash Linton Kwesi Johnson, K-W-E-S-I base culture. So here are the tracks. It starts with base culture. It moves on to Street 66, Reggae Fee Peach, The Black Petty Bourgeois, Lorraine, Reggae Sounds, and Two Sides of Silence. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Linton Quessy Johnson Bass Culture. Hey, we'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. We're growing and it's getting further and further away from home base, which we're just thrilled about. Uh, some are still pretty close to home. Uh, we now have listeners in Spring, Texas, which is part of the Houston, the Woodland, Sugarland, metropolitan area. 
And we have listeners now in Khabarovsk, Khabarovsk, I don't want to do it wrong, Khabarovsk, Russia, which is about 19 miles from the China-Russian border, as well as new listeners in Taiwan. This is thrilling. Thank you so much for tuning in to Refresher. This show would simply not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. It could be as little as 99 cents a month. If you're inclined to do so and in a position to do so, that would be great. As many of you have, and I appreciate that. But, but whether you do or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen and enjoy anytime. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you.